Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Hey, I'm Annie Snyder, and I want to start off today by taking you back in time, all the way back to 1933. In 1933, the United States was suffering through the Great Depression, a time when stocks lost 89% of their value, and nearly one in four Americans were out of work. The U.S. was deep in the Great Depression. People were hungry on the streets. In four years, industrial production had dropped in half, and the GDP declined by almost a third. 1929, the Great Depression uh, blew everything else out of the water. No one had experienced that type of near-complete collapse. That's why the government, under President Franklin D. Roosevelt, passed the New Deal, a massive program to get Americans back to work and rescue the economy. The results? Well, we already know them. Now, as the country struggles to get past the coronavirus pandemic and the recovery is still lagging, Democrats are looking to one of those New Deal programs as inspiration for a new effort to put Americans to work and fight climate change. What this is is basically would provide billions of dollars to fund this core, and the jobs in the core would do things like planting trees, restoring wetlands, a bunch of conservation and environmental restoration work that proponents say would create jobs for young people who've obviously borne much of the brunt of the unemployment crisis during the pandemic, but would also have these important climate benefits and go a long way towards natural solutions to climate change. This is Politico Energy, and today, Anthony Adragna on Democrats' plan for a modern-day civilian climate corps. It's Wednesday, September 22nd. This was originally a Depression-era program, passed as part of the original New Deal legislation by FDR. Many of the lodges, picnic shelters, dams, and trails found in state and federal parks across the U.S. were built eight decades ago by young men who were in many cases not even old enough to vote. They were paid a dollar a day, $30 a month. A dollar back then was worth $20 a day. You could buy a dozen eggs for seven cents. They were members of the Civilian Conservation Corps. And back then it was uh, mainly focused on ecological restoration. It did things like it didn't include uh, women at the time. And often referred to as the boys of the CCC. Uh, had segregated camps for uh, participants of different races. So people now, this time, are working very hard and very deliberately to rectify a lot of those historical injustices by opening it up to women, by opening it up to people of all backgrounds and all ages, actually, um, is how the proposal is envisioned. Mm -hmm. And the the original Civilian Conservation Corps, are we still walking amongst their legacy? Are there are there um, things that they built that are that are still around today? There are. Yeah, it's everything from, you know, cabins on our national parklands to some major public works projects. We think about the Blue Ridge Parkway, this phenomenal federally funded project that's still intact, that's still with us, that so many people enjoy. The Conservation Corps then grew out into things like AmeriCorps. Um, So there's a lot of these programs that have evolved in service and community building that really were born out of the original CCC. So uh, I actually did AmeriCorps after college, uh, and that program is aimed at serving people in poverty. So the stipend was tied to the regional poverty level, which you know, made sense on one hand, but also made it really hard for somebody who didn't have their parents' support to actually make it work. I mean, I had uh, friends in the program who were signing up for food stamps. A lot of folks dropped out. Um, but it sounds like this new program's backers, like you said, want to want to make this a more diverse workforce, want to sort of 
take on or change some of the themes that were the case in the original civilian conservation course. So what's their plan to actually make that happen? How much are these folks going to get paid? How do they how do they make this an appealing program for a more diverse workforce? Great question. And we're going to have to wait and see the exact contours of this when the final language comes out. But the idea, broadly speaking, at least in a lot of the proposals, is a $15 minimum wage as kind of the floor, not necessarily the ceiling. And then also to include other benefits like assistance for people going to school and other incentives to really make this, to your point, less of a financial hardship and to really try to open the door to everybody. So again, that's why we'll have to wait and see what the final program looks like in legislative language. And do we know anything about the kinds of climate projects that this core would be enlisted for? Would it dovetail with other priorities for the Biden administration? I'm thinking, you know, you mentioned uh, carbon sequestration. Obviously, there's excitement around a carbon bank when it comes to agriculture. I think it's, you know, exact contours, TBD. But broadly speaking, we're expecting to see initiatives like Uh, natural sequestration on agricultural lands, mass planting of trees, restoring our trails, uh, restoring the the wetlands and the coastlines uh, on both sides of the country. So it, you know, really does span the gambit here and in terms of the possibilities, and then obviously you get to implementation down the line. But I think what makes it so appealing is you can really find environmental projects with climate benefits, again, throughout the whole country, and people can get to work uh, on those. So the original CCC helped build the Blue Ridge Parkway. In fact, I'm pretty sure that they're the ones that painted the cabin that we stayed in when I got married in Shenandoah National Park. I'm not sure it's been painted since then. (laughs) Um, Do you know if this new core would be developing any of these sort of huge projects or, or anything that like, you know, 50 years from now, someone might get married at and be able to point to and say, oh, that was built by the the civilian climate core. I think that that certainly is the idea behind projects like this. People really do see you know, as we make broader investments, potentially in infrastructure, um, more more generally, I think that's a lot of the promise and a lot of the success that people see from the earlier iterations of this program. If we see anywhere near the amount of investment, like $30 billion, I think those big scale projects do happen. But there's been considerable disagreement even among Democrats on the size of the investment. And so that may dictate you know, what's possible on the project front. <laughs> so my four-year-old could get married in a wetland built by the Civilian Climate Corps. It's a beautiful idea. <laughs> I mean, really. Also, House Democrats on Tuesday passed a stop-gap spending bill aimed at keeping the federal government funded through the middle of December. The bill would carry forward current funding levels for most government programs and also includes $28.6 billion in disaster aid to help communities recover from recent wildfires, hurricanes, droughts, and floods. In that $28 billion, more than $5 billion for the Army Corps of Engineers to repair damage to levees, floodgates, and other infrastructure, and build new ones, along with another $5 billion for community development block grants to help with rebuilding. And the bill would spend more than $100 million on research and supercomputers to help better predict floods, droughts, and hurricanes. But the bill's got long odds in the Senate where Republicans have said they'll oppose it since Democrats have included an extension of the debt limit. And one more thing. China announced it would stop building coal plants overseas, a decision that could mean the end of all international financing for coal. We'll have more on China's decision and its consequences tomorrow. If you want more news on energy and the environment in your inbox, make sure to subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morning energy. And remember to tell us your thoughts on Politico's podcasts by heading over to politico.com slash pod survey and answering a few questions. 
We want to know if you want more salmon hosting the show, or if you think we don't talk enough about how potty training cows could make for an effective climate solution. So, one more time, politico.com slash P-O-D survey. And thanks for talking to us. I'm Annie Snyder, and see you tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Did you know that Chevron supports the ambitions of the Paris Agreement? In fact, they've even tied their executives' compensation to lowering the carbon emissions intensity of their operations. Because it's only human to help power a brighter future.